0: What can the ancient Hebrew scriptures tell us about our upcoming presidential election? Can they show us how to pick a leader? Right now, on Jewish Voice with Jonathan Bernis.
1: Shalom and welcome to Jewish Voice, where we help you to discover the Jewish roots of your Christian faith. I'm Jonathan Burnus, and today we're celebrating Rosh Hashanah with a simple five-minute feast. We'll also hear from a dedicated historian who says that we can learn much about leadership from the ancient kings of Israel and from our founding fathers.
2: David Barton is former school teacher turned best-selling writer and political consultant. As the founder of Wall Builders, he aims to set the record straight about America's Judeo-Christian roots. Time Magazine named him among America's 25 most influential evangelicals. From Alito, Texas, David and his wife Cheryl have three grown children and three grandchildren.
1: Please welcome to Jewish Voice, David Barton. David, welcome. Thanks for being with us. Great to have you. I'm really glad to have you, David, because we're facing probably the most important election of our lifetime. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that, I by agree the way? With that. I agree that with this that. this is the most important election of our lifetime. Without getting into the specifics about the candidates, I want you to talk about what we can learn
3: about leadership from the Hebrew Scriptures. One of the things you learn from, he- well, there's a lot you can learn from leadership. I mean, the founding fathers found the Bible extremely useful. Um, political scientists have documented that the single most cited source in the founding era, they checked 20,000 writings, the single most cited source was the Bible. That 34% of all the political sources and, and sources that quoted the Bible as the source of what they did. Um, I, I can show you clause after the clause in the Constitution where they use the exact language of the Bible in the Constitution. It's just that we're so biblically illiterate today. We don't recognize that in the Constitution. I want people to understand
1: just how interwoven our history is oh, yeah. with the Jewish people. And I think of Genesis 12, which says, I will
3: bless those that bless That's my right. people and curse the one that curses And, and him. you remember and, at that time, well, in Genesis 12, God says, I'm going to make a nation out of you. And at the time of the Founding Fathers there was no nation. It was a barren wilderness over there what what had happened. And yet, you have Founding Fathers like John Adams and John Quincy Adams who are calling for the reestablishment of Israel as an independent nation in that land. So, you have Founding Fathers calling for the reestablishment of Israel. You have Founding Fathers like Elias Boudinot, President of Congress, signed the peace treaty in the Revolution who takes his own money to go across the world finding persecuted Jews, bringing them to America where they can be safe. And then let's reestablish a homeland. And so I actually have a number of writings. I was looking yesterday at writings called "Israel's Advocate." John Quincy Adams, President of the United States, they're standing up for Israel. Well, there is no Israel back That's then. That's And the, movement, the to, movement
1: to 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 go to form a homeland doesn't even begin until 1897 with Theodore Herzl. Except the founding so it, fathers. Except the founding fathers and true devout That's Christians. Right. That understood the scriptures. It was, that's
3: it. They understood the scriptures, and because they knew the scriptures, they knew what was coming, and they're they're already advocating for it. And with Jefferson, we're often told, "Well, this is a guy who so hated the scriptures that he cut out everything he disagreed with." It's called the Jefferson Bible. Now, people don't know what they're talking about. I've asked every person who's told me that, "Have you ever read it?" Well, no. Well, how do you know it cut out things? Well, that's what everybody says. Oh, I see. So, because everybody says that's the basis of truth now. And so, there are actually two works that he did, one in 1804, one in 1820. But the premise is he hates the Bible. If he does, you're going to have to explain to me about this book right here. Now, this is only part of the Bible. The, you, you want to go to worship, you've got to take three volumes with you. So, let's carry this to the house of God because that, that's a Bible from 1798. It's the largest Bible printed in America to that point. That is huge. It's now, called a hot
1: press Bible. I Bible thumper. I think, that, that, I think this oh brings man. some
3: new meaning to that, you, you know? can quicken word. leave I'll thump you. Yeah. Three volumes. Now, there's some two volumes, there's three, but Thomas Jefferson helped fund the printing of that Bible. His name is printed in the front of that Bible. Now, if he hates the scriptures, what's he doing with that? Great point. Okay, after the break, I want to hear why
1: it's important to know America's biblical heritage. And then later, we'll celebrate Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year, with some sweet and tasty treats. Stay with us.
0: Do you know about the secret plan to remove Christianity from American history? Did you know that founding fathers like Thomas Jefferson based their leadership on the Hebrew Scriptures? You owe it to yourself and your family to understand America's Christian roots, purpose, and identity, and to understand that history is being rewritten to slander great men of faith. You need to read The Jefferson Lies by New York Times best-selling author David Barton. We need to return to biblical values.
1: We need revival. That's why I want you to get The Jefferson Lies by David
0: Barton. This updated paperback edition covers David Barton's fight against anti-Christian critics who had this important book temporarily removed from store shelves. Barton boldly tackles myths like Was Jefferson a racist? And did he favor creating a secular society and it uncovers the startling attempts of anti-christians to twist founding fathers like jefferson into secular hedonists it'll
3: set us free from many of the agendas that are trying to move us in a direction away from where god wants this nation
0: to be don't wait order this updated edition of the jefferson lies now and when you do We'll show a very special gift into your life, the 5-Minute Feasts bonus version DVD by Rabbi Jonathan Burness. This bonus version DVD contains additional teaching you didn't see on our television program. As you follow the easy steps to celebrate Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and Sukkot, you'll grow in your understanding of the spiritual blessings of these three biblical fall feasts. We'll send you both of these important resources when you donate $40 or more to Jewish Voice Ministries. So call now. When you do, you'll be taking an important step toward improving your life and helping our ministry improve the lives of Jewish people worldwide with crucial medical, dental, and eye care. Most importantly, you're helping Jewish communities from Argentina to the Ukraine to Africa learn that their Messiah, Jesus, has come. Remember. God said He will bless those who bless the Jewish people. Your gift of any amount will bless the Jewish people, but when you donate $40 or more, you'll bless the Jewish people, and you'll get these two important resources. Call the number on your screen now to partner with Jewish Voice Ministries. You can also click or write with your gift of support by going to our website, jvmi.tv, or writing to us at Jewish Voice, Post Office Box 6, Phoenix, Arizona, 85001. To receive your gifts, please specify offer 1502 when giving $40 or more. Hurry, call, click, or write today.
1: We're back with David Barton and we're talking about uh, a book he's just reprinted called The Jefferson Lies. David, David, there's an interesting story about this book. It was actually pulled. It was by the publisher. It was at, to, because it, it wasn't was on poli- the New York
3: Times bestseller list. It was and on they the bestseller
1: it. list, and then it was pulled because it was politically incorrect. That's right. Which, by the way, is a, this, an immediate reason to buy it. It's politically incorrect. <laughs> Talk about why it's so important for for people that are watching.
3: To understand America's Biblical heritage? Hey, it's part of knowing our history uh, because you'll find that the revivals of the Scriptures uh, under Asa, Jehoshaphat, Josiah were often tied to recovering their own history as Josiah is rebuilding the temple. A great thing to do. They found that scroll. they bring it out and they read it and said, you mean we used to be like this? And seeing that scroll led them to a national revival. And you'll find that that's been the way it is in American history. When we have revivals, it's because we rediscover who we were. We didn't know we were, were that people. Uh, I, I love the story of uh, Esther and Mordecai. The reason Mordecai does not get killed, Haman's got the gallows prepared, the king comes up with a case of insomnia. and says, bring me something to read. They bring in the history of his own kingdom. It reads about this guy Mordecai that saved his life. I don't remember him. I need to, So Haman comes in, what should I do for a guy who does something good for me? Haman thinks he's talking about me, lays it out, says go do it for Mordecai. What well, was that little piece of history the king read that changed the course of history. So that's why God says recall the former days, remember the former times, teach these things to your children.
1: David, we don't have much time left. Help Give us some wisdom. There's a lot of confused people that
3: are looking at the candidates and saying, I, I, I don't know if I can vote for anyone. Here's what you do. With two things. First off, you don't have a choice whether you're going to vote. You do not have a right to vote. As a, as a, as a Bible person in America, you don't have a right to vote you have a responsibility to vote. So just get it out of your mind that it's an option. It's not an option. Well, you're so going you to vote. Have
1: a response. So listen, you're thinking of staying home. That's, you, you don't have, have the a choice. responsibility to vote. If you, if you believe in the Word of God, I was going to pick up a Bible and me. Which, and which one, one do you want, one, brother? We, we got, I'm <laughs> excited about uh, septorship septorship. we got got Septuagint Yeah, this is incredible on the Bible. You have a responsibility to vote. Okay, we've cleared so that up. What's you next? You will
3: vote. Next thing is stop looking at the candidates. Look at policies. Righteousness exalts a nation, Proverbs 14.34. Let, let, me, let me throw one at you though because there's a lot of, a, a lot of great
1: ministers in the African-American mm-hmm. community, uh, but also uh, part of my heritage as a Jewish Social justice. Yes. And putting that high value on social justice that's in Scripture. That's right. And they say, well, those those are weightier issues. They are. Which tend to be supported by the Democrats. So, that's right. how do
3: you respond to that? Let, let's take the issue of helping the poor. Helping the poor is a very important issue. It's so important that over 200 verses in the Bible tell us to take care of the poor. Now, here's where everybody misses it. In Genesis 1 through 3, God creates the institution of family. Genesis 9 is the first institution of civil government. Here's how you deal yourself horizontally the noadic laws, the seven categories of laws. Over in Exodus, now we get the vertical relationship. We have a synagogue, we have a church, we have whatever. So we'll say family. And government and church, three institutions. So, let's look at the 200 verses and see which ones He speaks to family, which ones He speaks to the synagogue, the church, which one He speaks to government. And you'll find out out of 200 verses only three of them are directed to government. And those three say, when the poor come into court make sure they get justice. Don't treat the poor different from the rich. Yeah. Everything about taking care of the material needs goes to Isaiah 58, is this not the fast I have chosen says the Lord? Is it not to teach you to give your bread to the poor? Matthew 25, Jesus says, I was in prison, you visited me. I was hungry. Who? The government? No. That's his disciples that did this. And so social justice is a huge thing, but it's not the government's thing. Good. David, thank you for giving us clarity on that.
1: Coming up, candidates say they support Israel. How do we know for sure? We'll find out what David Barden thinks. And later, how can you as a Christian celebrate Rosh Hashanah? The Feast of Trumpets will show you after this.
0: Do you know about the secret plan to remove Christianity from American history? Did you know that founding fathers like Thomas Jefferson based their leadership on the Hebrew scriptures? You owe it to yourself and your family to understand America's Christian roots, purpose, and identity, and to understand that history is being rewritten to slander great men of faith. You need to read The Jefferson Lies by New York Times best-selling author David Barton
1: we need to return to biblical values we need revival that's why i
0: want you to get the jefferson lies by david barton this updated paperback edition covers david barton's fight against anti-christian critics who had this important book temporarily removed from store shelves barton boldly tackles myths like was jefferson a racist And did he favor creating a secular society? And it uncovers the startling attempts of anti-Christians to twist founding fathers like Jefferson into secular hedonists. It'll set us free from many of the agendas that are trying to move us in a direction away from where God wants this nation to be. Don't wait. Order this updated edition of The Jefferson Lies now. And when you do We'll show a very special gift into your life, the 5-Minute Feasts Bonus Version DVD by Rabbi Jonathan Burness. This Bonus Version DVD contains additional teaching you didn't see on our television program. As you follow the easy steps to celebrate Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and Sukkot, you'll grow in your understanding of the spiritual blessings of these three biblical fall feasts. We'll send you both of these important resources when you donate $40 or more to Jewish Voice Ministries. So call now. When you do, you'll be taking an important step toward improving your life and helping our ministry improve the lives of Jewish people worldwide with crucial medical, dental, and eye care. Most importantly, you're helping Jewish communities from Argentina to the Ukraine to Africa learn that their Messiah, Jesus, has come. Remember, God said He will bless those who bless the Jewish people. Your gift of any amount will bless the Jewish people. But when you donate $40 or more, you'll bless the Jewish people, and you'll get these two important resources. Call the number on your screen now to partner with Jewish Voice Ministries. You can also click or write with your gift of support by going to our website, jvmi.tv, or writing to us at Jewish Voice, Post Office Box 6, Phoenix, Arizona, 85001 to receive your gifts please specify offer 1502 when giving $40 or more hurry call click or write today like the faith
1: of our founding fathers our Judeo-Christian values are also under attack but it's nothing like the persecution experienced by the Jewish people living in grim poverty in India in Zimbabwe, in Ethiopia. Your financial support of this ministry helps us bring hope, healing, and most importantly, the gospel to suffering Jewish communities. Your donations are making a huge difference. Take a look.
4: We had the incredible opportunity of a group of 24 of us going to a remote village, an hour drive from the clinic, and then a four mile walk to a Beta Israel Uh, Jewish village, and 70 people um, came out and they laid out, um, mm, they laid out goat skins for us as uh, honor for us. They welcomed us like we were
0: brothers, which we are, and it was just so, so touching. be able to give and they were so
4: hungry to receive and they were so willing to hear we asked them if we could hear their story so some of them stood up and told their story and one of the older gentlemen had a vision of a light that was coming down the road of their village and it was like the sun and a few of us just knew instantly that the lord had set up a gospel moment for us to be able to share the gospel with them.
3: We were able to pray with a, a woman whose home had been burnt not only once but twice and because of the community, the prejudice against them because they are Jewish.
2: As we all know, Jewish people all over the world, scattered all over the world, they are facing, facing so many persecutions.
4: They talked to us about Um, the suffering they've experienced and I tried to encourage them that Jewish people for thousands of years had been suffering all over the world and that they weren't alone in their suffering and then we also told them that 2,000 years ago our Messiah suffered and was beaten and was crucified and died and prayed for his enemies while he died um, and then rose from the dead and that Yeshua sent us to tell them that story And then we just simply said, does anybody want to accept Yeshua at the end? And all their hands went up, and all 70 people prayed a prayer to receive Yeshua. Earlier in the week, we had to shut down our prayer tent, which we've never had to do before. And uh, if we didn't shut down the prayer tent, we wouldn't have gone and shared the gospel with this village. We need to pray
2: for them more. We need to help them. We need to see them. We need to send our love, our gift, our support to this community. Thank you for coming, Jewish Voice, and all the donors of Jewish Voice. You are doing a miracle by sending your prayer and your money, your support. Be blessed by Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen.
1: Wasn't that powerful? I echo Samuel. When you partner with Jewish Voice, you not only help us provide vital medical care, dental care, eye care, you help us to share the gospel with lost tribes around the world. We're making a difference, but there's so much more that needs to be done. With your help, we can reach so many more people. When you donate to this ministry, you don't just get great products that can change your life, you help us change the lives of Jewish people around the world. And the Bible says, I'll bless those that bless the Jewish people. So be a blessing today. David, earlier this week we invited a special group to hear how easy and meaningful it is to celebrate the Feast of the Lord, in particular Rosh Hashanah. I want you to see what happened. Take a look. It's about time I get a Jonathan Bernis cartoon, I think, yeah? yeah? By the way, I don't normally eat that fast, but with five minutes, you got to get it all in. There's a lot to eat. so. Well, Rosh Hashanah is an exciting feast that heralds the return of Jesus, Yeshua, the Messiah. It's also called Yom Teruah, or the Feast of Trumpets. And it's the first of three fall feasts that are commanded in the Hebrew Scripture. Rosh, it comes from the Hebrew word head. It's the head of the year. Now let me read from Leviticus chapter 23, beginning in verse 24. And this is the shortest of the feast in terms of how much is written about the feast or the Moed, the appointed time. Verse 23 of Leviticus 23. The Lord said to Moses, say to the Israelites on the first day of the seventh month, you are to have a day of rest, a sacred assembly commemorated with trumpet blasts, do no regular work, but present an offering made to the Lord by fire. And that's all it says, just those two verses. Rest, have a sacred assembly, you're to make an offering, all of the feasts have some kind of an offering, either an animal sacrifice or a food offering, and then fourth, you're to blow the trumpet now, it's not a literal trumpet, it's a shofar, or the shofar wrote, the blowing of the shofar, the feast of trumpets. This was actually, we're told, the first day of the seventh month. So then the question is, why does this become the new year? And the rabbis give us the answer. They say this is the memorial of creation, that on the first day of the seventh month, God created the heavens and the earth. And so it's the head of the year because it's the head of creation. Seven, of course, very important number, right? It's the day of rest. God created the world in six days. And on the seventh day, he rested. This is the first of the seventh month and became in Judaism during the time called the rabbinic period, which was several hundred years after Yeshua came and gone, became the head of the year, or Rosh Hashanah. I want you to hear what the blowing of the shofar sounds like. Now, I attempted to do this last year. I'm not great at it, but I have a good friend in the studio uh, that agreed to do this. So I'm gonna invite our good friend Dwight out, and he's going to, and this takes a lot of work, by the way, so Dwight, let us hear the blowing of the shofar. That is not easy to do. It takes a lot of work. Beautiful kudu horn from Africa used by the Sephardic. We have a table of food before you. The five-minute feast. These are the traditional foods of Rosh Hashanah, of Yom Teruah. First of all, the apples and honey. Take the apple, you dip it in the honey. Everybody can do that in the audience. And then you lift it and you say this, L'Shanah Tova, which means a happy new year. Mm, and a sweet one. And then, and I'm so glad they're plastic, we have fish heads. These ones do not smell, or this teaching would have been difficult, but we have fish heads. Some eat them, some don't. But why fish heads? Not because it's the head of the year, but because it represents fertility. How do I look? <laughs> fish heads. Fertility. May it be a fertile, fruitful, year with health and productivity. We have the beautiful challah, the braided bread that we break every Shabbat and eat every Shabbat, often with raisins. We celebrate with challah as well. And then ceremonially pomegranates. Pomegranates are part of the new season. They're part of the new life. They're part of the new beginning. And so these are the foods of Rosh Hashanah, the new year. So happy new year. May it be a fruitful year and prepare for what's ahead. When you respond in reverence to the blast of the shofar during Rosh Hashanah, you stand in solidarity with the Jewish people and you give glory to God, the author of our salvation. I hope that you'll celebrate the Feast of Trumpets with us this week and prepare your hearts for Messiah's soon return. All of the feasts, David, point to Jesus. Yeah. His first coming, his return, and the
3: establishment of his kingdom. And the early American church practiced those feasts. We've gotten away from it in the last 150 years or so, but America is much built with an understanding of those feasts. It's time to
1: get back. Time to get back. It's time to get back to everything. Hey, talk about all the candidates uh, going back to the primaries said they support Israel. Mm -hmm.
3: How can we know for sure? Best thing to see is what they do with Israel's enemies. Because if you help Israel's enemies, you're hurting Israel. David, thanks for coming today and giving
1: us some great practical thanks, wisdom. Great, great to be have you. you. Hey, and don't miss next week's show when we'll talk about the special blessings that you receive when you confess the Hebrew scriptures. We're going to teach you how. It's the divine spiritual language that God and angels speak. We're almost out of time, and I want to pray a special Hebrew prayer over you. It's called the Aaronic benediction. It's been prayed over the people of Israel for thousands of years, first in Hebrew and then in English. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and be gracious unto you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace, his shalom in the name of Sar Shalom, the Prince of Peace, Jesus the Messiah. Amen and amen. Hey, if you have a prayer need, we're here for you. You can log on to our website, jvmi.tv. God loves you and so do we. As I close, I want to remind you that Psalm 122 6 says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem, which reminds me, we're going to Jerusalem next May to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the restoration of Jerusalem. We'll be right at the Western Wall with tens of thousands of Israelis to celebrate, and I sure hope you'll join me and my family.
2: Join Jewish Voice Ministries as we tour the Holy Land and celebrate Israel 2017. It's time to honor the 50-year anniversaries of Jewish Voice and the liberation of Jerusalem. On this trip, you'll stay in five-star accommodations as we tour Mount Carmel, Nazareth, Jerusalem, the Mount of Olives, Upper Room, and more. You'll see Jonathan Burness commemorate the recapture of Jerusalem right where it happened. We'll also visit an Israeli military base and enjoy a Bedouin meal. You can renew your marriage vows on the Sea of Galilee and participate in an immersion ceremony at the Jordan River. As an added bonus, you can even visit Eilat, the Red Sea, and world-famous Petra. Act now before this once-in-a-lifetime event sells out. Call and speak with our events coordinator to learn more exciting details about Celebrate Israel 2017 or visit jvmi.org Israel.
1: Well, until then, I'm Jonathan Bernis saying shalom and God bless you.